Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Well, welcome everybody back to the Homeschool CPA podcast here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I am so pleased to have a guest with me today, Sherry Payne, who is the Director of Leader Support at HEAV. That is the Home Educator Educators Association of Virginia, and um, we're we're talking. She's joining me today from from her home in Virginia to share with you an interesting topic that I've never addressed before, and and don't really know that much about. But but Sherry, when you were actively homeschooling, and I understand now you, your youngest has graduated, but you you led a virtual co-op. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That, For I don't even years. know what. Eight years. I don't even know what virtual co-ops are. First of all, explain to me what it was, how it worked, and tell me a little bit about. Tell me a little bit about it. Then I'd love to hear the, you know, your your the pros and cons because I'm I'm wondering if this might be something that is going to be very popular in the future. So so fill us mm-hmm. in. What is a virtual co-op? A virtual co-op is where you have live meetings, co-op meetings like classes. So it's not a support group, it's classes, um, online using virtual technology. There are many actual programs out there for doing a live classroom setup uh, that you can choose from that really facilitate a live meeting. And what's really interesting is they're really not that limited. You actually, we, I actually run a program that our classes are Socratic discussion classes, which requires, of course, participation by all the students, and it's not limited by the technology. You can have a very excellent Socratic discussion with, with communication and input from all students on a continual basis. They can even talk at the same time, and there's no technological issues with that, and the technology, of course, is improving all the time. It's really interesting, though, this, this idea has been around for a long time. I actually heard about it from another person who had done it um, using messaging way back even before Skype started. They actually did it online using, like, messaging, which can you imagine how difficult no. that must have been? Yeah. Um, and then they moved to Skype when Skype started. And then, of course, we have had the development in the technological world of these virtual classrooms that you can use, which just make it that much better. But, um, but people have been doing it even before that technology existed. But it's a really interesting. interesting way to connect people who are not geographically close. Right. That was my exactly. question. Did you stick to a geographic area or you said, no, hey, if you hear about me, you can join me so long as you're awake during the time zone when the class is being held? Come join us, mm-hmm. huh? Wow. Yes. In fact, that's the benefit of it. We have had people in our co-op who actually we have someone currently in our co-op now who lives in Africa. We've had people who lived in Germany. Um, wow. We've had people all the way from the, the East Coast to the West Coast. We, I used to live in Hawaii, but we've actually never had somebody from Hawaii, but that could be possible as well. We've had people in Asia. It's the same technology that is used for a lot of these online classrooms. 
that okay. you know we have access nowadays to a lot of online programs, and um, they're seeing the same thing too. It's it, because it, you know the element is yeah exactly. If you're awake, you can be participate in this class, and it just makes it really convenient. That's the other really neat thing about an online co-op is you don't have to leave your house. You just have to turn on your computer. Okay. So, now, Sherry, I've heard of, like, online classes, of course. There's lots mm-hmm. being offered. This, you're calling this a co-op. How is it a co-op? The difference for a co-op is that it's a true co-op in that it's led by the parents, and the parents all teach. They all participate, and they take turns teaching the classes. So the parents are very highly involved. It's a true cooperative. Oh, interesting. Okay, so if I had heard, and your group is still going on, so let's say if I if I hear about your group and I say, hey, I want to enroll my, my high schooler because they need biology and I know nothing about biology, but mm-hmm. I'm too busy with my other kids, I can't teach a class. Mm-hmm. What would you say to me? You'd say, nope, sorry, go sign them up somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, our mission okay. is okay. that would not fit our mission at all. You would, it, it really mm-hmm. is specifically a cooperative where you are committing to assist and in some way. And in fact, here's the other thing too. With a real life co-op, it is different because in a real life co-op, you could have non-teaching jobs for people, right? right? right. But in a right. virtual co-op, there really isn't anything other than teaching. So you have mm. to commit to teach in this kind of a co-op. Can you tell me just real briefly what technology you use, just in case people are curious? Yeah. There's so much out there now. We have actual choices. At the moment, and for the past about four or five years, we've used Course Sites. Course Sites is a website run by Blackboard, which each every person can sign up for up to four um, classes, where it's actually like just like Blackboard that you would use for a university or some schools, private schools use them yeah. um, where you have like course management tools. So you yeah. have for homework and discussion forums and things like that. But it comes, each class comes with a live classroom using the Blackboard Collaborate technology. And it's called course, like C-O-U-R-S-E and then course site? Site, C-I-S-I-T-E-S. S-I-T. Okay, course. S-I-T-E. Okay. Yeah. And so when you say um, you can offer up to four, does that mean like 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 one of your teachers can teach up to four courses? Is mm-hmm. that how you mean? Okay. And then a different mm-hmm. teacher can can up teach up to four more if she really wanted to. Interesting. We've okay. actually used it a little differently. We actually just have all of our rhetoric level students in one class, even though they're all there's actually four classes for rhetoric students. They're only in one course site page because we found that just works easier. And then all of our dialectic students have their own and all of our grammar students have their own. And we do it just to do it that way. Um, but okay. yes, you could conceivably, because every single adult can have four classrooms, you could conceivably have many, many multiple course site gotcha. pages in the classrooms for oh, that. Interesting. So uh, these uh, is this also a co-op in the sense that the teachers were not hired or paid people? That oh, yeah, not at all. Not paid, right. So that mm-hmm. means it was pretty affordable for the parents. It's actually free. Free. Completely free. But don't you have to pay for course sites, the technology, or, or course something? Course sites is free. 
<laughs> okay. I'm blown away by this. Oh, yes. okay. Very cool. <laughs> you know, That's there amazing. are other programs out there that you do have to pay for. And before Core Sites was even around, we did have to pay for um, access to Blackboard Collaborate Classrooms through another institution, which was pretty inexpensive. It was probably a few hundred dollars for the whole year. Okay. And um, if we wanted a management, like a like a management software, we used Moodle, which is open, yeah. which is open site open program. Yeah. So, yeah, so you yeah. can easily create that on your own for free, and so there's no cost to that. Moodle actually now has we were looking into. Moodle actually now has free classroom space as well. Hmm, interesting. That you can use in conjunction cool. with their course management. We, we just kind of basically looked into it. I don't know much about it, but it is out there for free. There are programs that you can buy, um, right. GoToMeeting, right. um, yeah. Zoom. Yeah, yeah there's, but, uh, but it's really interesting right now that there's so much available that it's actually free. Amazing. Very cool. So how many students did you have enrolled at, at any one point? I imagine it, it changed, but give me just a rough idea of how many students participated. Well, we have a unique situation because we use Socratic discussion, and we found that um, you really don't want to go over 10 students in a Socratic discussion class, so ours tend okay. to be very, very small. We know of lots of others that exist who do – we actually use a specific curriculum, and we know of a lot of other virtual co-ops that exist that use the same curriculum. And it's because it's basically the same. You can't – you really don't want to go over – a certain amount of students, and plus it's easier to manage a co-op that stays small. We usually only have anywhere from 8 to 12 families. Much okay. easier to manage, much easier to control. We also meet monthly as parents to support each other and pray for each other and oh, to talk about like management. Like online, online again. Like, and, and you mm -hmm. must all have like cameras on your, on your computers or you're using something so you see each other's faces, right? Uh, we do not use or that technology. You okay. can, okay. but what we found is some people don't have good enough internet to be able to support. That takes a lot of bandwidth to run on multiple cameras, multiple yeah. webcams at once. We do have, if there's a whiteboard, um, you can write on it, type on it, you can put pictures on it, maps, etc., and write, you can live, let your, your students draw on it during the classroom, and etc. We want them to concentrate on that rather than looking at each other's faces and what they're doing because I think that actually is too distracting. Distracting. I see. That makes sense. Okay. So I'm okay. Just to summarize, some of the advantages are, of course, it's free. If you did not charge your parents, but the, the mm -hmm. parents had to teach, just like in a, a, a pure or true co-op, if we will. You, you were not limited geographically. That's just the, mm -hmm. the, the, the class was set up at a, particular time so the, the student had to be available at that time. You had, mm -hmm. you had folks from all over the world, which is just mind-boggling. But you did limit the size of the students in the class and the, the whole number of families, cause, and then you did that to keep that manageable. I get that. That makes sense. Just like in a, a, a real co-op, we are physically limited by the space of the, the meeting space. So yeah, focus on any other any other pros that that existed, and then you know some of the cons for people people who are thinking I want to do this, but you know give them a little heads up about what they're walking into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of the pros are for us because we were looking for we were all people who use a very specific curriculum 
we're very committed. We love that curriculum as a family. We're very committed to that. So being able to find other people who were, we had come from a, um, living in Hawaii. We're military. We had lived in Hawaii, and we had a, an actual real-life co-op with people who used that curriculum, which was wonderful. But then we moved to a new area which didn't have people that were using that curriculum, and that's how we stepped into the virtual co-op. So it was nice to be able to still get that cooperative experience using that program that we were committed to when we didn't have people in our geographic location to do it. Brilliant. So that's a great that's really pro. Brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other yeah. pro is not having to, to get up, get your kids up, make lunches, go somewhere, you know, the travel time to get somewhere and um, travel time home. And then, you know, um, while there's not necessarily that bad, and I like doing that, there's actually a really cool thing about being able to, just roll out of bed and turn on your computer and get into it. And since we don't use webcams or cameras, nobody would know. You don't have to worry about if you're sick. You can still participate. But there are cons. There are cons. A couple of points that we've discovered and had to work through. Commitment. Because it's free and because you don't ever actually see anybody, quite a few of the people in my co-op that I've been in with my co-op for years, I have never actually met in real life. And... We had to get past the issue of, that people had with not feeling like they were committed and, be, and, and actually flaking off their responsibilities. And we had a problem at the beginning with some people who didn't take that very seriously and who would just basically flake or not do the work. Or Are you talking about students or, God forbid, the parent-teacher? No, the parent. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm serious. We've had parents who, like, you know, we went through all the processes. We we spent a lot of time in advance scheduling things out, training people, making plans, and then at the last minute, people would, I decided not to do anymore. Oh, right. Because there's no there's no money involved. Co-op. Yeah. Exactly. There's no money. We've had people who have just disappeared. We never found out whatever happened to them. We but we found ways. There are ways around that problem. We found ways around that problem. So that's okay. So that's been what we've had do? not had gonna, that happen. Where you get, you're going to tell us the secret? How do you get people to commit <laughs> when it's so easy for them to flirt? We have found that we really, really need to interview people very thoroughly before we even invite them to our co-op. Okay, okay. We don't just take anyone. We want to see and get an impression of how committed you are and how serious you are. We have three... We have a th- even with a small co-op, I really feel like you need to have a team. We have a three-member leadership team, and we okay. each individ- we each individually interview every applicant, and then we come together, the three of us, and talk about what we thought. Yeah. And if we have further questions, we'll interview that person again as a group. And from our pool of applicants, we only pick the ones who we really feel are going to be fully committed, and enthusiastic, and you know, basically interested in being a part in teaching. See, yeah. I, you know, since I'm a CPA, you know what I went to? I, I go to I go to the money. I'm going to like, okay, what I would say is you got to put $200 down, and then at mm-hmm. the end of the year you get your $200 back if you didn't, you know, if you stuck with us and if you fulfilled your obligation, which is teach your class. See, I would go for the money. I like your idea better. <laughs> you know, keep the money yeah. out of it. If we would have had to do that, I'm sure we probably would have, but we have found that the way we've done it has worked just fine. Yay. It really Good. has. It's been great. Good. It really has. Good. We have had people that have had to drop out because of really important issues that they could not control. But the really cool of thing of having interviewed a lot of people and only picked, then we actually have other candidates 
that oh, we can like the, the waiting list or, hey, they're, they're the backup mm-hmm. and we, now we can ask them if they do want to join. Of course, maybe they've also found other commitments and places to, to be. But, yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, any mm-hmm. other cons besides that's a biggie, though, that, that the commitment level could be low? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just the connection between the kids. It's not like a real-life co-op where they're going to make serious connections and friends, although some of them have. We have had students. We actually have our family that lives in Africa has become very good friends with another one of our families that lives in Missouri, and they've actually gone on vacation together and met each other. Oh, Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But we have a lot of families who their children just felt too disconnected because they never really actually spend any time outside of the classroom or there's not much possibility that you'd ever meet that person. My my kids, personally, I supplement by taking them to an actual real-life co-op for things like art and theater. Yeah. So they have yeah. that real-life connection. So when they play sports and things like that, they go to right. church. So they have outside connections. But for some kids, it can feel very isolating. Don't know these people. I've never met them. I don't see their faces. I'll probably never meet them in real life. And for some kids, they, they can't handle that disconnection. Were you talking about all grades or is this mostly the older junior and senior high kids? We mostly do the dialectic and rhetoric levels, so roughly junior high, high school. It also sounds like, and again, this is up to the individual co-op, whether they want to provide a lot of classes or just a few classes, you know, like want to provide mm-hmm. almost everything that student needs or just a few things so that they are encouraged, mm-hmm. no, go go get your other classes in some other capacity, maybe, again, more geographically local, so you're forming connections mm-hmm. with local families. Yeah, oh, and, and I think that's a problem as more, more and more things come become online. Like there's a lot of people who are doing online college now. Um, there's a lot of people doing full online private school programs. I yeah. think this is going to be Public. a problem that all of society is going to have to deal with anyway. So yeah. it's not just specific to a virtual co-op. True. Wow, mm-hmm. so cool. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for explaining that virtual mm-hmm. co-op. So, so hey, listeners, if... If Sherry Payne from HEAV has piqued your curiosity, you know, listen to the listen to the podcast again. You can also email me at leadersupport at heav.org. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Top here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.